0: listening to the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we firmly believe that love is the answer and we are spreading it like wildfire. You're invited to come spend time with us in authentic connection, growth, reflection, and celebration. Life coach, author, and speaker, Abigail Gazda, will be sharing amazing humans, Living Their Hearts Unleashed to inspire you to do the same. You will hear from men, women, and young people from all industries sharing their insights and inspiration as they have paved their way to their fullest lives. Here at the Hearts Unleashed podcast, we are turning dreamers into doers. So if you are ready to open your heart and take inspired action on your dreams, you are in the perfect place with wonderful people. Here's your host, dreamer educator, and adventurer, Abigail Gazda. We are live and I am so excited about it. Welcome to the Heart's Unleashed podcast where we are turning dreamers into doers and I have a busy bee, a busy busy doer here on the Heart's Unleashed podcast today. Nicole Marie Finch, an MPH is a speaker, a writer and the founder of the Worker Bee Workshop. Her passion for personal development and mental well-being in the workplace stems from her studies as a master in public health and over 10 years in the corporate world now that's the formal introduction but Mm -hmm. I know Nicole Marie French MPH I was really I was like what is that master in public health you guys Nicole Marie French I have been knowing how long have we known each other
1: um not June of last year I think June That's yeah so
0: about yeah a little less than a year it's kind of interesting because we met in a financial what was that the we- wealth, wealth wealth divine wealth divine yes so we have both been going through really amazing wealth growth and financial journeys and really got to meet each other in such a vulnerable conversation around finances and well-being and she began to share her concept of the worker be workshop and also that she's writing a book we'll talk about a little bit later, but to meet Nicole and hear her talk about her passions, I was so excited to have her on to share with you guys because this master in public health, I've gotten to talk to her about her book and about the Worker Bee Workshop, and she's got a little quiz you guys can take, but she is so well-versed about what it looks like, the mindset it takes to be productive and to not struggle with burnout in the workforce. And if you're listening, my guess is that you are in the workforce and And my guess is that you're somewhere near burnt out. So I have been so excited to have Nicole on here and share all this masterful information. So thank you so much for being here, Nicole.
1: Wow. Thank you for having me. Thanks for that awesome introduction. I'm so happy to be
0: here. (laughs) You bet. You bet. So share a little bit about your background and this master in public health and 10 years in the corporate world. Because, you know, um, Well, I'm asking you to do something, and then I want to jump in. Before is we are a different age group, generally, a different generation where the last generation would go get a job and have that job for 30 and 40 and 50 years. And that's not so much the case anymore. It's more likely that our millennial generation and thereafter will have up to, you know, four, five, six, eight, ten 10 career type jobs. And so um, even just being in the workforce for 10 years and being in the corporate world for 10 years, talk a little bit about your past and where you've
1: been. So yeah, so I started working at a consulting firm um, at well, actually, right after college, I worked at a uh, beer distributor and winery. <laughs> so that was first thing I did after college. And then um, sort of working in a consulting firm. And I was there for six and a half years and got my master's in public health while I was working there as well. Um, so it was kind of on, on the, you know, working working full time and doing that part time. So it was a little crazy. And then this is kind of where the story gets interesting, I think, because I started to really find myself getting burned out. You know, um, and I was doing mm-hmm. uh, health and your benefits consulting, and I my master's in public health had focused a lot on employee wellness as well as how to change the healthcare system and really focus on the health side of things. And I ended up kind of getting burned out from my job and doing something just in changing jobs completely. You know, and something else going over into the insurance world. And I think back now, and it's it's something that I think a lot of people. Tend to do when they earn a job, they're burning themselves out, they're not happy. Rather than making a strategic decision about where they want to go next, they kind of just run somewhere that sounds good enough at the moment. And that's kind of what I did. Uh And it was about a month and a half, two months into that new job that I had what I call my is this it moment where I started to realize, you know, maybe there's something more that I want to do than just be continuing climbing the corporate ladder. Uh, But we'll get to that to that later probably um so that's kind of where I was and as I was one that kept bothering me is you know looking around and everyone's just like unhappy they're talking about Fridays and oh that is Monday and and um and I also work a lot with employers who you know in the the health and benefits space because I'm working with HR and how how can they engage their employees how can they keep them healthy and a lot of themes kept coming up for me in that in that space, um, but yeah, so that's kind of my corporate background there in the in working for the consulting firm and then for this big insurance company, so really that a lot of that hierarchy, corporate politics, all the jazz, all that good stuff, yeah.
0: Um, so thank you so much for sharing all of that. It was actually, it, I realized it's kind of the opposite of the way that I introduced that question is like, tell us what it's like to stick with something. And then you're like, yeah, no, I didn't do that. <laughs> and yeah. it's, it's actually well, six really, six and a
1: half years. Yeah. yeah, no.
0: Oh, well, seriously. Well, I that, and I think that that's exactly what I was pointing to is for us, six and a half years feels like 50. Honestly, where burnout is happening. And and then then you said something else that uh, I'm very present to about our age group and working in the workforce is keeping up in our day and age requires one, two, and three jobs. You know, and whether you're single, married, with a family, it seems like everybody really needs to have a full-time gig and a side gig, whether that be an online something, sales something, or going out and doing a part-time job of sorts. And so, you know, thanks just for speaking into that because no matter whether you have 10 years in the corporate world it ha- and it has looked different, it's still that continuing to show up. And then something that you mentioned about the, the drop and run concept, like you get burned out. So you stop searching and you, or well, you stop, you know, trying to grow in that one spot and you just start searching for the next one. And so I, I really relate to that. And I, I'm sure that a lot of people in this day and age do. And so, what can we do about all of this burnout? And because it is, it seems ideal to be able to go get a new job. And I think that when we do it enough times, there's probably something else to be facing. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean by that?
1: And yeah, and a lot of times you're going to find the same things at this new job, that stress and burning out that you had the other job. If you haven't you know, learn what is it that's burning you out? What is the problem or what can you do about it? You're just going to keep finding yourself in that same place, which I think is somewhat what I realized too. And it was shortly after that moment of changing that, that, that first time I changed job because it's been a couple of times since then as well, Mm -hmm. um, that I, you know, realized like that, well, that's why actually when I got into personal growth and personal development, I started to learn about that. So before I didn't know much about that. And in fact, when someone talked to me about it, um, I was like, well, I don't, I don't need that. I'm already climbing the corporate ladder. I'm checking all the things off my list. Like I don't, you know, I'm doing all the right things, all the things I'm supposed to do. I don't think I need this personal growth stuff, which other corporate people out there might be able to relate to. And one thing that you that you said about how sometimes people feel like they need to have like that side gig, that side business, and that's one thing that actually it kept kind of bothering me because there would be I, I started to do a health and wellness company and did a lot of personal development reading and personal growth, which first of all realized it fascinated me. I was like, how did I you know get to my thirties and not have learned about this sooner? I really yeah. was interested in that mindset side of things, the neuroscience side of things. Um, but one thing that, that kept kind of bothering me that a lot of these personal development, personal growth, they were really talking about how to find that side business, how to create your wealth on that side thing, how to follow your passion and quit your job and start your dream. And, and that was one thing I was like, well, what if we just want to feel happy and good in the job that we have now? Not everyone wants to make some big life transformation or has a business that they would even want to do. Or, you know, just, they just, they, they just want to s- you know, stay the course, but they'd like to be happier. And I just kept coming back to that and not quite finding the answer. So I decided to create my answer yeah. to, yes. to doing that.
0: And what's your answer?
1: Well, that's a loaded of question. you have to read my book?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, Anne, I've gotten that inside scoop, so i'm I'm real I may know a few more things than our listeners, but we're going to have you tell us a little bit about that in a while. Um and so uh, you said a few things that I thought were awesome. like, and let's remind everybody where you go, there you are right where you go there you are you can run from as many jobs as you'd like to as many jobs as you'd like and that is not the answer because you are the common denominator susan so i just think it's so important that people remember this because it's kind of what we i was like asking about and you you answered it totally spot on is it doesn't really matter if you haven't solved the mindset issues and obviously you're on the podcast on this podcast we talk about emotional intelligence so we know that there's unhealed wounds and we know that there's trauma there's fears and insecurities and we really walk around into every circumstance with that emotional baggage and so i just think you know i'm glad that you got brought that present in the conversation and then be right with that you can climb that corporate ladder, all you want, but are you truly happy? Right. That's why I might, one of my favorite phrases, millionaires are miserable. Not all of them, but most of them, because they've exchanged their financial success or quote unquote financial freedom for, you know, quality relationships, quality of life, overworking and being over dedicated. And then like just very one-sided in that sense. What do you have to say about things like that?
1: Yeah, I, I completely agree. And my motto is that life is chaos. Let's have fun with it. Because <laughs> I think in all of those things, we've all got our, we've all got our stuff. We've all got things go- going on. I mean, and, and there's, whether you are a millionaire or not, mm-hmm. we all have chaos. And I think the problem becomes when you either try to run from the chaos, like changing a job or quitting your job or whatever that is without being strategic about it in more of a, a desperate decision because you just don't know what to do just need to run from it and I've, I've been there or it's trying to fix the chaos which is maybe you know you try, you're you just trying to make your job work or make you know your your whatever it is work or You know, I know like sometimes like you want to, some people want to like their job and then they get frustrated when they they just, uh, that that thing just keeps coming up. So, Or they try to change the chaos or ignore the chaos and none of those things will quite work because the chaos is always going to be there. I mean, look what's happening around us right now. And so what my philosophy has always been is, well, let's just find the fun in it. Because it's really hard to be stressed out and burned out when you're having fun, right? So that's sort of the approach that I take to my, all my workshops and the things that I do is about think about ways to like make, I make things like bite-sized, make things actually useful that we can actually use versus, you know, I don't just say, oh, just change your perception because that's like not helpful. Yeah, like how what? <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, great. oh, it's not easy. I didn't. Oh man. Oh sure.
0: <laughs>
1: Podcast yes.
0: over. Change Yeah, it. yeah, oh, everyone's fixed now, go home, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I love where you're pointing to because um you said something a little earlier about like how can you be happy Where you are just happy and good. It's not that you have to run from it, fix it, change it, ignore it. How can you genuinely be happy? And I I like you talking about the finding fun because I actually end up with a lot of clients who say, Well, specifically, I remember one and she's like, I don't have some million dollar idea. I'm not trying to be a CEO. So I don't think that coaching is for me. And we and we took a look at the ways that coaching is for her. And it was very much about finding the calm in the chaos or the fun in the chaos and As you mentioned, like now are times in our generation, in our life, this day and age, where there's a lot of chaos in the workplace, in the world, in our families, in everything that like, we could literally pick our eyes up and find it, right? And so you you mentioned something about doing bite-sized, so it sounded like you were kind of leaning into some tips. So what are some tips you have for people to find the fun in the chaos? So
1: there are... So, so yeah, so we'll, for the bite-sized thing, so I, I like to provide tips that are, and to take take these big concepts and really break them down to tangible, practical steps that people can take and use and implement in their day. And they'll be the biggest bang for their buck, essentially, in the work that they're doing. You know, I've read a lot of different books out there and I've taken kind of the best of the best and the science world and the spiritual world. I just kind of mush and it all together. And I do these... Um, These five minute or less videos on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube finding the fun in the chaos in five minutes or less where I provide just one like fun fact, one quick tip. And that's what I'm really about is like, just the. And so I do have people asking all the time. Okay. Well, what are like, what's like, if I could do, you know, three things to find more fun in the chaos, to improve my productivity, to reduce burnout, what would those three things be? So, and I'll share them with you here. So one is, You're welcome. One is take a break. And this is going to sound tough for the people out there who are like, well, I got deadlines. I got all the things to do. I got to go here and then here and then here and then here. I don't No, Thank you. Next. (laughs) But the thing is, neuroscientifically speaking, our brains lose processing power after about 45 to 60 minutes of focus. So we really need to take a break every 45 to 60 minutes to keep up our brain's processing power. Because neuroscientifically speaking, we can't focus as, as at our best after about an hour of work. We're going to start making mistakes. We won't have that clarity or that crea- creative juices. And things are actually, actually, if you power through for like a two, three-hour time frame, or go from one thing to the next thing without taking a moment to take a break. You're going to actually make yourself burn out more quickly and you're going to be less productive, even though it feels like taking a break is the last thing you want to do in that moment. Mm -hmm. You're going to be so much better for it. And Mm -hmm. taking a break does not include checking social media and the news (laughs) and emails. It doesn't? No, 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 no. no. I know we wish it would, but you got to like get up, stretch, walk, get some water, a snack. It doesn't have to be long, like five minutes is all you need. And it sounds so simple, but it's amazing how difficult it can be sometimes for us. And Mm -hmm. it has the biggest impact on myself or any of the people who have taken my workshops. I have people who even actually set their phone, set an alarm on their phone to remind themselves every hour to take a break. And they have said that they have seen huge impacts in how they feel throughout the day. They feel like they can get through the day with more energy and Mm -hmm. they show up better. You know, they show up better for people. Yeah,
0: I would... I would love to dive in with you on this one, because um, you're right when you say it's so simple that people don't want to accept it as a valid, like, no, there's no way, there's no, you know, I gotta keep going, I don't have time for that. And it's like, no, really it is, it can be five minutes, right? And I like to uh, insert like, if it's complicated, your ego is involved. Our productivity is so simple. Our mental health and well-being is actually so simple relationships are actually so simple and we complicate 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 so i really love that this is that first tip and i want to kind of be that fun third party validation because i am a workaholic i was trained as a college athlete as a student athlete to where it is it's like go 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 show up harder faster more twice as much and you you really can convince yourself there is no time for that nonsense as such as getting a drink of water taking a break. And it's, I want to share it as it is such a reset. Now, Mm -hmm. I also want to speak into the some of the resistance to it, which is, if I stop, I'm going to lose my momentum. That was one of my main reasons I wouldn't want to take a break. Like if I'm writing or if I'm maybe working on a course and, and you're right about, it's not social media. It's not whatever, whatever, you know, go to the local watering hole and hang out over there. Cause you're feeding the, the something like the nastiness I would say. But um, I just love it because it seems counterintuitive as if you take a break, you're going to lose your momentum but it's that long, we're talking about burnout here and we're talking about changing the trend of work culture, which is a burnout culture. So yeah, I just wanted to totally lay in on that one. So how about the second tip you meant? You said you had three for us.
1: Yeah, so I have three, yeah. So the, the other one is about, I call it, the, in my workshops, I call it the one thing because a lot of times we are multitasking. Like you're on a call, but you're also yeah. writing emails or, you know, you've got, you've, you're, you're, you're working on one thing and you got all the email notifications popping up, but the text messages and you're all over the place. And actually a study showed that com- compared to like, even like just 30 years ago, we are interrupted way more often. We have to totally shift our focus w- way more times than we used to. And they actually estimate every six to eight minutes you're having to shift your focus to something else. Oh
0: my God. I was going to say every six to eight seconds, keep going. <laughs>
1: yeah. So, well, that's the average. So. Yeah. Um, and the problem is that, you know, if you're working on something and you get interrupted maybe 20 minutes into it, it's going to take you another 20 minutes to get back to that level of productivity that you had. So now mm. it just, that doesn't work somehow, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I encourage people to do is to let, give yourself the gift of focusing, on one thing at a time block your calendar you know turn off your notifications I actually I use Outlook at work and so when I'm working I actually turned off that notifications that pop up in the corner so I wouldn't even see yes and you know, you know if you're taking breaks every hour or mm-hmm. so and you're taking a break then you can maybe check, check emails and then take your you know five minute mental yep. break you know you're gonna be able to see, scan, oh, anything urgent. And for the most part, for most of the work that we're doing, if someone emails you, it's okay if you wait an hour to see it. You know, mm-hmm. some if some if something's urgent, they're probably gonna call you. But if it's an email, you know, email, it's okay to wait an hour to respond. It, it's a little bit of you know that that candy. You, you see it and you just wanna grab it, and so you get the notification, you wanna just go for it. So just turn it off, hide your phone. Actually, your phone's a distraction even if it's in your line of sight, it's a little bonus Mm. fact for you. So even if it's not even on, you're not stirred, it's not on, you're not using it, but just having it in your line of sight, it's a subconscious distraction. So give yourself the gift of focusing on one thing at a time. And then you're not, you're going to, you're not going to taking that break every hour will feel better. And you're not going to get all, you know, caught up. You're going to just be focused on that one thing, given your productivity and your focus onto one thing, and it's going to feel great.
0: Yes. I am loving this. This is, I, I'm eating it up over here. I hope you guys are loving this listening, uh, tuning in because, you know, when you were talking about single tasking and, and not ping ponging around, I think of instead of like driving a car, like driving a locomotive, like a train, right? There's that boom, 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 boom. Like it's got to get moving and mm-hmm. and then it picks up pace. And the same thing with slowing it down is you've got to progressively slow it down. You can't just... Pump the brakes. And so when I think about our productivity working on something and really focusing, it takes, you know, five to 10 minutes to really get the creative juices flowing. Even if it is 45 minutes of answering emails, you know what I mean? I'm that girl with 45 tabs open and thinking, oh, dang, oh, dang, oh, dang. I will have gone so far down a rabbit hole on a stream of thoughts that I realize one sentence that someone emailed me triggered this whole 30 minute rail you know it is about being able to focus, put that phone literally out of the line of sight. So, so spot on. And then um, I wanted to hand over like that, you mentioned the urgency of an email can wait an hour. It could wait a day. It could wait two days, really. Like we, I started to actually challenge myself with that because I would treat things so urgent. And I actually don't receive any notifications on my phone anymore. And that's a pretty phenomenal uh, shift as well, right? Like, because that, that dope That firing all the synapses, synapses when those red little notification button bubbles pop up, and you mentioned it at the end of that tip too. Is it's a training method? You've got to train yourself for this. Like it's a practiced skill. It's a learned skill. It is not in our nature these days. Like we were raised more in a more rapid shifting mindset or thought process. And so I just love it because it is not second nature for us. It is something to really develop. And I think that you gave us some really powerful tools for that one as well. So how about tip number three?
1: Yes. And uh, one thing I'll say before we go to tip number three is uh, on what you were just saying too, because I think that's part of, like uh, our brains, like social media and internet is actually changing the structure of our brains. It's, it's yes. We are so distracted. It's hard for us to sometimes focus on one thing at a time, which is why you'll be watching Netflix and also on your phone because you yeah. know one's not enough.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so it does absolutely take time to practice this, just focusing on one thing. And you can even you know chunk like chunk your time. Like what one thing might be checking emails for that forty-five minutes, you know. But right. like it, it does take some practice to. To, to do that but once you kind of that one and then when you sit down you're going to be so much you're going to get right get right into the zone much more quickly because you're going you're going to be you, your mind's like, okay we got this one thing we're not all over the place we're, we're focused and it, and it will it definitely is um the snowball effect yeah totally so, one more thing i add too about emails is that if you get an email and you like sometimes you have the antsy feeling like oh, Sometimes you can just email someone and say, hey, I got this and I will work on and get back to you. Uh And then it's off. It's off your it's off your desk. Yeah, you know, like a that's a, in here.
0: that is totally a great strategy. I love that. Um, just to say like, hey, saint it, moving on, get back. And then giving a by when. Like if we set up by whens for ourselves, and we really learn when to not put all our deadlines on the same day, to not put all our said des- deadlines in the same week. And we really get that opportunity. I think that's cool too. And then before we do dive into number three is, um, you mentioned what that the technical term of like double screening right? You're staring at your phone while the TV is on. You have the TV on while you are answering emails. Like that is so natural for us anymore that if we are single screening, we almost think like there's part of us that says this is boring Mm -hmm. to be single tasking and you've got to catch yourself doing that. It's so important because we literally are, are so, um, used to being overstimulated that if we're not overstimulated, we are then our brain is just naturally trailing off constantly as well. And so again, just a skill, just a muscle training, just a mindset training. And it's also a very powerful one as far as, cause this whole conversation is about productivity. So, <laughs> and that general uh, quality of work, I would say too.
1: Yes yes for sure and just and feeling like when you get to bed at night you're not like your mind's not thinking of all the things that it couldn't think of all day because you were distracted all day and then you're you know racing all night long it'll help you there should be more this these are simple small things that's what I like What I love little little fun little nuggets that seem too simple but they have such big impacts yeah Um, and Three. Oh yes. Go,
0: go no and go. Well, I just want. I can't say simple enough times because we overcomplicate it. But yeah, please go ahead to number we three. Think, we
1: think it has. To, in order for something to be valuable and to to actually work, it has to be difficult. It has to be hard work. It can't just be simple. Yeah. So we just have this concept. Thanks to lots of different reasons, but yes, yeah. so
0: and that be- alone is a mindset training. Right? Is that it has to be hard it's a it's a complete limiting belief and then we think if it wasn't hard here's one more this is a little bit on a deeper or subconscious level is like we make it more noble if it's more difficult right and so we don't actually even want to achieve certain quote-unquote easy things because it doesn't look as valuable when that is the farthest from the truth so just really want to put that nugget out there too
1: yeah, I want to come back to that just after I finish the third thing, just kind of to wrap to sum up these how sure. to really implement these for the day. Because there's yeah. something that you just made me think of that I think will be a question that we might get. I know I've gotten. Yeah. Um, but the so number three, which I think is my favorite one, is is being intentional, setting the intention, not just in the morning, you know, when you wake up and you're saying your affirmations, because you listen to all the things that, that Abigail's saying out there, you're doing all the things, you know, not just setting your intention there, but all throughout the day. So when you take, maybe when you take your break, um, or even when you're just, just take a, take a few moments to pause when, before you get out of the car and walk into the office, before you go into a client meeting, before you transition from one task to the next. In my workshops, I call it Position, Position the Transition, because it's all about when you when you shift your focus from one thing to the next, you can set yourself up for success if you think about how do you wanna show up? A lot of times, we're so busy, we're running around like a chicken with their head cut off, we're all over the place. We, and we're just like from one thing to the next thing to the next thing, and you just barely have time to breathe or eat or anything. And you're carrying energy from one thing into the next thing, and you might be in like in a meeting, but you're still thinking about that email or that stupid thing you just said, or whatever it might be. And you're just all over the place. And so, taking this one, this t- just just one moment it doesn't have to be isn't just a couple three big breaths and just thinking, you know, okay, whatever happened happened. How do I want to show up for this? Like, what are my goals? How do I want to show up? How would my best self show up? What do I want to bring to the table? And this is really good too, when you come home from work, how do you want to show up for your family, for your dog, you know, how for your fish, how for yourself, how, what yeah. do you Andrew, you want to give yourself for your family? What, think about for that next scenario, that task, that project, and really just take a few moments, take a few breaths because we all could breathe a little bit more. I feel like we're all chest breathers versus like nice big belly breathers, <laughs> yeah. you know? And so just take a few moments to position that transition as you go Throughout your entire day, yes,
0: I love the position your transition because I don't even think that we are paying attention to transitioning. Mm, you're yeah. like we never actually transition, therefore we're just dragging. It's like uh the like a wedding car having those tin cans on the back. I feel like yeah. it's and it's making a whole bunch of noise and it's awful. You know what I, <laughs> I feel like we're just dragging most of everything into everything else and. Um, And then you mentioned along the lines of like segmenting basically and, and intention. So I like to use that term segment intentions or intention segmenting, right. And, and being able to say, this is how this is going to go. I love when you said like, when you're done with work, how you showing up at home, because if we don't, position the transition and really realize it's time to switch gears right you don't drive your car at 90 miles an hour all day if you're going on the interstate well don't still i guess i shouldn't promote 90 miles anywhere (laughs) but you know if you you gotta you you have to gauge what street you're on for the speed you're gonna go right Mm that can be directly applied to our life. What lane are you in right now? Are you at work and you want to speed up? Are you in a meeting? And maybe you do need to actually slow down even in the workforce, right? Or are you at home or at school or church or whatever? I like what you were saying about the intention setting. And it's not so much, I think people confuse intentions for goals, but Mm -hmm. I, I'd love to presence intentions as how do you want to be what do you yeah. want to create? What do you want to bring into this situation? What light, you know, and, and what energy? And so, yeah, I just love the conversation that you're sparking and and what's showing up inside of it.
1: Yeah. And I'll give an example about that. Cause I think that's a good point. Sometimes you think of it as like a goal or, or you know, you're visualizing something or you're rehearsing everyone's lines, you know, they're what they should say, what you got to say. Yeah, They're not following their script. Um, <laughs> so I think of, setting the intention of like, as an example, there was a meeting that I had coming up and I was going to have to deliver some like tough news. And I was kind of afraid of how the person was going to, how the client was going to react. And so as I prepared myself, I I just thought about like thinking, thinking about it from their perspective. Okay, how can I deliver this message in a way that like I would want to hear it if I were them, for instance, or think and thinking about, you know, their job, their bigger picture, because now they're going to have to go to their boss and explain this. And so just take thinking, like, I want to speak to this person to help them make make sure that they are comfortable and kind of putting the intention of I'm going to stay calm and I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm on their side ultimately. And how can I show up in a way that will, uh, that they, they will feel like I'm on their side and just setting that, putting that seed in your subconscious mind is going to then direct your actions and your words and even just your energy as you go into that discussion in a different way than if you just like were stressing out about it and like oh god they're going to this thing this is ridiculous and you know you run in there from your other meeting maybe you didn't even have time to think all of that so it just helps to to set yourself up for success and then set, set that discussion and that project or whatever it is because it may not be a person it may be you know just, just the work you want to do up for success
0: Mm -hmm. I love that. I think it's great. And I think all these tips are great. And um, just that setting it up for success is so powerful. You know, and having a clear intention and not one where someone wins or loses, like having the win-win where it's based in connection, it's based in service, it's based in support. Like you said, like, I'm going to be there for that person. You may not, like, I love what you said about they're not sticking to the script now. What do I do? What do I say? How do I act, right? Because we do that. We run all of these hypotheticals. How much of our lives and thought energy do we spend Running out hypotheticals that don't happen. And so I just, I really love it because if you set the intentions and that are much more heart centered, not mind centered, or maybe success, quote unquote, success centered, um, then there's just way more connection and way more actual success as far as quality of the conversation and the connection. So um, as we begin to wrap up, or well, as we begin to wrap up, you said you had something you wanted to mention around the belief system of hard equals noble. What do do you got for us?
1: Well, so it was kind of what you were saying where sometimes people feel like if they're not working hard, it's not noble. And that made me think about one of the challenges I think about thinking of this new way that we really need to be working in this new, new age, where we have so much coming our way, you know, we've got all different interruptions. We've got, we, we have email at the top of, tip, tip of our fingertips. So yeah. our managers expect us to be working almost all the time because we have no excuse anymore. We have everyone, you know, is working from home and you have to have internet and you got to work. Yep. And I think the problem then becomes is, well, how, how can I just take a break or you know, chunk my time and just focus on one thing. I think setting the intention is a little bit easier because you can take a few moments to do that. But I think the other two, taking a break and focusing on one thing at a time, how can I do that if my company doesn't support me? You know, I can't just Mm -hmm. get up and take a break or Mm -hmm. I can't just not have my, you know, email at the ready. And that's one thing that I want to support people with too, because I think that it is good. Some companies are going to be more understanding than others. And sometimes... Sometimes it is just ourselves, just having to just do it and you'd be surprised that it actually will work much better than you might think. And in some cases, it takes having a conversation. I recently had a discussion with my manager because I do still have a full-time job as well. Um, it's kind of like I'm, I'm working with my target market, so it's hard to totally give it up. <laughs> I can do a lot of research there, a lot of you know market testing. But I was talking with him recently because he has a tendency to just... You know, call me all the time, and I had to explain to, or he'll, or I'll get an e- he I'll get an email, and he'll call me right after the email came through. when I haven't even looked at the email yet because I'm doing my one thing, and I actually had to, to explain to him, you know, what the, I just want you to know that the way I'm most productive is when I'm focusing on one thing at a time, and so I may not see an email for an hour, but I promise you, I will see it, and if it's urgent, I'm going to take care of it. You know, I, so, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I and he actually, his, I, I wasn't sure how he was going to react to that. And, in, and he actually was like, you know, that's something we all should really be doing. And I was like, mm-hmm. well, actually, yes, it is. Um, <laughs> but it just hasn't that conversation.
0: Yes. Um, well, I was going to jump in with you about like communication Yes. is where it's at. Like it doesn't, I, I like saying, especially when people are like flexing this new skill you're talking about is you can say anything from love. You know, when you really mean it, when you really say, listen, I'm, I'm trying to try new, new strategies of productivity. This multitasking is not serving me. I'm tired and I want to quit this job. I need to restructure, right? Like you can actually say some things that feel really scary or vulnerable or that would put you in a compromised position from a complete place of truth and wholeness and maybe needing that support. And so, because you're right, I talk a lot about this in, um, in, in the sex and intimacy series, we had an episode around periods and cycles and patterns and seasons. And it's not just for females. It's actually for males too, but society, we have really dropped our natural states of being We don't honor them in a way that we are not functioning very healthy. And so we are way off the mark. We are way off center with the way that we function as a human, like not robots. We're actually not robots, no matter how bad we wish we could be. And we do need those breaks. We do like we are mentally and physically and emotionally exhausting ourselves to the point where no one's actually that productive or efficient, sufficient. So. Yeah, thank you. But thank you for bringing in because I think that's a great like cap to this conversation is communication. Mm-hmm. Cre- causing the shift through creating it with your word. So I just love that. And how are you creating this shift in the work world? Tell us a little bit about the Worker B. Now, I want to spell it out for the audience is yeah. it's not B-E-E, it's B-E. And I love this because we know we're preaching being here. Who do you want to be? So talk to us about this Worker B workshop.
1: Yes, the Worker B, B E, which I know we're, we're audio, so you need the visual, but Worker B. <laughs> workshop which is how a present mindset can help us navigate the workplace so this Mm -hmm. is a workshop that I do for organizations and for their teams Um, it's an interactive workshop that whether it's the manager or the HR team will hire me to come in and it's usually a group of of 15 people or less I could certainly do it for larger groups but tends to be that's like the most it's very interactive Mm -hmm. and we talk a lot about these I call um brain hacks, and energy shortcuts, and which includes things like, you know, taking a break, position the transition, those types of things. And we get to hear from each other as well. And it, it's great because then I can take those, those concepts and help adjust them for that particular company's work environment too. So we'll talk about different things. We'll do some exercises. And then we also talk about relationships and speaking of communications, working with other people too, and how you can build relationships and how you can communicate in a way that will create that, that connection and, and create those relationships. So uh, mm-hmm. then we talk about creating the habit. So it's a really nice workshop that we do to really empower the teams to, mm-hmm. to be work together themselves. And a lot of times they'll, they'll work things out and, and different, maybe things that have come up and then they can plan and get ready and go for the next year. So that's one way is to doing these workshops for organizations. Um, and I think I've gotten really, really great feedback on them and really there's they're really great team bonding as well as actually learning something. So it was like, you know, um, double and there's also a great, people who then do the workshops feel really good about the companies who do them because it's clear. Okay. My company cares about me, which has so many other residual impacts about like your work. Cause you, you want you're more, more, more motivated to work when you've got, you know, you feel like you're, someone cares about you. Oh, yes. Uh, so that's my worker be workshop. So right now it's, it's focused on, you know, uh, organizations and employers. So you know, if, if someone's out there that's a the business manager wants to do it, great. If someone wants to talk to their company, great about offering it. But I'm also working on the online version, coming soon uh, for individuals yeah. who also want to have it.
0: I love that. Well, and you do have an online. You have a, a quiz for individuals, yes.
1: Yes. So right now, what I've done is I've created a, a it's like a personality quiz because you know we all love those, like what kind of potato are you kind of things. So this is what kind of worker bee are you? And so it's taking like actual worker bees, like in the hive, honeybees, yeah. um, all different kinds. And there's six of them actually. And so you could take this this personality quiz, and you get matched based on your answers about your work style to a type of worker bee, and you get a little blurb about what that worker that worker bee is, and then yeah. as well as some tips about what you knowing your worker bee style, what you can do to stay productive reduce burnout and it has a link to a video from one of my um finding fun in the chaos in the five minutes or less series so that you can Perfect. get a little bit more as well so it just really hones it in makes it specific and it's fun yeah. it's a fun way I mean, you know somebody- it is
0: i took it i i i can't remember what I. you said that i you had never had somebody uh test out on the one that i got what was it do you remember Ooh, i think i forgot the names because it was a while
1: ago Forger
0: bee. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And so, I mean, I loved it because number one is you got a chance to learn about yourself and like hear the different types of bees or whatever. And then also the resources that you follow up with. So I think it's great. Where can people take
1: this? So it's on my, well, so there's a couple of ways. It's on my website, um, which is NicoleMarieFinch.com. So it's N-I-C-O-L-E-M-A-R-I-E-F-I-N-C-H.com forward slash worker hyphen B with two E's. It's just the regular B worker, hyphen B hyphen quiz. Mm-hmm. Perfect. And also if you Perfect. go up to my Instagram, which is just Nicole Murray Finch, it's, it's a, the link down there as well.
0: Awesome. Perfect. Cause we'll include that in the show notes too, so that people can just find it quickly and easily. And then, um, give us a quick synopsis about your book that you've been writing and working on.
1: Yes, well, it's definitely all on the theme of, you know, fun in the chaos and my approach to how we can stress less and find more fulfillment and joy in the work that we're doing. So again, it's kind of one of those things where I feel like in the world of personal development, you see a lot of books um, heavy on spirit, heavy on science or with advice, like just change your perspective and or um or things that are really more towards creating a, you know, your own side business, your own thing. And the ones that are more people who are in the business and corporate world tend to be kind of bland. And so yeah. I wanted to bring something that was like a mix of all those things together. So that's, that's, that's basically what it is. And it's, it takes, it's combining that, like, that, taking that science, that, that logical thinking brain, an entertaining story that ties in these different things that we can do to you know, find fun in the chaos and stress less and be more productive.
0: Yeah. I love it. I love it a lot because, you know, you're right about how much our day and age we're promoting having an online business or, you know, and it's not for everybody, right? Like there still are going to be people in the corporate world or showing up to a day job or whatever, and how we can still be productive, be inspired, you know, and like, I think that's, you know, we haven't used that word in this conversation yet, but inspired, like really loving your job, really enjoying showing up for it, really liking that you make a difference and you're not just an employee for some big group or you're not just a number somewhere that you actually are showing up with purpose in your position.
1: Yeah. I mean, we, we need people to work in the corporate world. I mean, we can all just, I mean, can all just follow, you know, Quit our job and do our own business because then yeah. you know who's gonna work all these companies that we we need to do things that they do. So, well, yeah. corporate has like a bad name sometimes, and we feel like it's almost like we're programmed to think that oh, no one likes their job, their job. You know, right. and it's it's thought of it's it's can you really like enjoy it and love it and and find that inspiration with what you're doing. And I think that we can. I think you know, people should. We 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 need people who have those jobs. So I want to help support us in being able to find that that sweet spot. I guess.
0: Yeah. Well, you definitely have. What a, this has been a really fun conversation. I realize it's been like fifty minutes, and and it felt like five. And so, thank yeah. you for sharing your passion. Thank you for sharing your insight, and and for bringing fun into it, and really continuing to inspire people who are our uh, every piece of the puzzle in the world and the workforce so thank you so much um we'll be sure to be linking all of your where people can find follow friend and fan you and all the things but thank you for just coming here and sharing your unleashed heart
1: absolutely well thank you for having me so much it's been so much fun
0: yes thank you and thank you hearts you guys we are here for you we are here for you live in your best life no matter what it looks like no matter how you contribute in this world it is so important and what's really important is that you are showing up inspired and willing to contribute and so we are here to feed that beautiful soul feed that beautiful heart and continue to unleash it so thank you for tuning into the hearts unleashed podcast where we are turning dreamers into doers